Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. These shows are brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. Well, Heidi, uh, got an interesting guest today, and you gave a testimonial for her book, which is amazing. I'm going to be really interested in hearing Anne, because uh, she has some things on being present through grief and loss and some ideas. She's had some spiritual experiences, and it should be a really great show today. Yep, and like you said, I gave an endorsement for her book. It is a quick read, and it gives a lot of good tips and tools. And her book is called To Die For, The Gifts of Being Present Through Loss and Grief. And the person we are talking today with is Anne O'Boyle Vlahos. She lives in Vermont, and she began her journey of understanding death, spirituality, and life's meaning at the age of 20, Mom, when her grandmother died. And since then, both her parents have died. Her mom died in 2017, so not very recently, and her father died in 2014, so she no longer has parents. Um, so we'll be talking to her about that as well. So welcome to the show, Anne. Hi, and thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor to be here. It's great to have you on today, Anne. And uh, boy, I remember when my grandmother died, I was uh, 14. I was very close to her, and it was a devastating experience for me. And uh, you started out on your spiritual journey with your grandma? Yeah, um, I was 20. So I was um, in college and then got the phone call. And although it might be something that someone might expect if your grandmother is 92, um, it wasn't something that I expected. I kind of expected her to be with me eternally. And uh, on my way, I mean, I found the whole experience of being with her um, a beautiful way to end her life. But as a, my dad drove me back to college, I was kind of at a loss, mostly. Um, because she was such a matriarch in my family. And how can all of that energy of her now just be gone? It just didn't make sense to me. And um, although I was raised Catholic, I, it was really the start of my spiritual journey to really understand what did I truly believe now that I had experienced a loss that was profound. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was telling you early on uh, when we were talking about the show before that it's interesting that our number one visit of like over three or four million people at Open to Hope is loss of an adult parent. And certainly a grandparent would come into that because people uh, sometimes, uh, as Heidi says, with sibling loss, uh, it's an unacknowledged loss, but sometimes the loss of an adult parent or adult grand grandparents or whoever is a huge loss for us. I have to agree. And um, I think I was very grateful that there was a big gap between when I lost my grandmother and when I lost my parents because it, it allowed me to uh, gain perspective on what I believed spiritually. Um, but what took me back when I was losing my parents was, although I had been through the rituals of a funeral and setting all of that up, I hadn't done it myself. And so taking those things on is just a whole new level that I think some people aren't prepared for. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, uh what what makes these losses so difficult and what did you find out on your spiritual journey so what makes the loss so difficult um i think when you when you when you lose your parent um they've been physically present with you your whole entire life and um you know we're always told oh you know they'll always live on in your heart and that sounds really contrite but then there's this whole physical presence that you've that you're missing and so for me, um, 
I, I found ways to try to go back and visit my mom once I lost her. I lost my mom to Burns, and so it was a very difficult five weeks of trying to save her life, and then we lost her. With with that, um, like crazy stuff, like her pajamas were still hanging on the back of the door in her bedroom, and to be able to smell them, um, you know, to go into her purse and to see what were the last things that she had done. But then, even much later, to to go through things and find, you know, the the birth dates of. Um, uh, miscarriages that she had had in the front of the Bible and quickly I was able to deduce what it was um, so you know just seeing that and just um, you know the only thing she ever had told me was about uh, my brother and um, said that I had looked very much like him and that she got to hold him um, you know before he was taken away and then you know they eventually buried him so as a mom I mean at that point when I had heard about this, I, I wasn't a mom. And, and now that I'm a mom, I have about a thousand questions for her. What was it like? Who comforted you? What did you think? How did you have the courage to go forward? So I, I think that there's those conversations also that stop, right? Um, you no longer have your mom or your dad to have these further rich conversations with. And the older you get, the more you think of them. I, I like this idea of rich conversations, that you've lost a rich conversation. I think... Uh, that's that's a good point isn't it Hyde? it is and the thing about it is i don't know my my life without my parents i've never lived on my earth the earth without my parents it's like right. if your parents had died you'd never lived without them which must have been mm -hmm. very strange and it's strange even though you're an adult like my mom said you're you and my mom are orphans and yeah. I know adults, but that doesn't make it any easier because we need our parents for different reasons at different points in life mm. Um, I got to tell you, one of the things that will take your breath away is going back into your parents' house when they're gone mm -hmm. for the first time. Um, you know, there's, there's so many of those firsts that you, you start to cross and you're like, oh my goodness. Um, and although there's all of these things of loss, um, what I really tried to focus on was how to continue to connect with them. Um, so. Um, with, um, with my, my dad, my mother died first and then my father passed away second. Um, but with my, with my mom going first, I was always, being a girl, I was closer to my mom and having those seven years between their, their passing was very helpful because it allowed me to develop a relationship with my dad that I, that I didn't have. And um, it also helped me get very, very clear on what his wishes were and what was really vital and really important to him. Um, but then, Things like, you know, he had IRAs in all different places and banks. And, you know, at first I was like, oh my gosh, you know, the, the burden of going and resolving all of these. But one day I realized that I had been to all these places and every time they handed me a document, his signature was on it. And my mother's signature was on it many times. And I was like, oh my God, there they are again. So there's little times like that that you can actually go back and, and say, you know, this isn't, so, this isn't so difficult. There's still ways that you can connect with them. Um, well, and they, kept me, giving you, they kept giving you gifts. I totally. mean, while the IRA was a pain, at the end of the day, you got a, a nice financial gift at the, at the IRA. Exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, and, and uh, I mean, just interesting stuff. I mean, just the other day, I mean, I, I posted something on my um, To Die For Facebook page. Um, I was uh, missing my son. It was his birthday and he wasn't home from college. And my daughter was supposed to come over and you know, she had kind of canceled. She was exhausted. She had worked a night shift. And so I was walking, you know, through the yard with my dog, kind of feeling a little sorry for myself and wondering if I might um, still be relevant to my kids, you know, as, as they get older and they develop their families. And 
Um, my dad was Irish and my name was Boyle, right? And he was one of those guys that could look down and find a four leaf clover in any patch of clover, any place you went. And so I, I just happened to look down and don't you know, at the moment where I'm having this wistful feeling about my kids, I find a four leaf clover and then next to it, a five leaf clover. And I was just so blown away. And I, I just realized at some level, I felt that I really connected with my father who's been gone, you know, but I feel like I really connected with him and he showed me, Hey, look, I'm still relevant to you. What are you kidding me? Your kids will always be relevant to you and you'll be relevant to them as well. Yeah, and so, um, these things, I think we tend to overlook sometimes. And I think the gift is really to stop and pause and say, thank you. Uh, nice. We'll talk about action, acceptance, and stillness. I've thought about action after a loss, action, acceptance, but I as stillness. I love that too. Talk about those three aspects. So from an action perspective, I'm um, a pretty dynamic person, a professional and not that I like conflict, I like it resolved. It's not that I, you know, drive for action, but that's my way. But there's many times in, in the medical process and in any process through dying, death, and burial where there is no goal other than to, to wait. And um, I think that that many times can be very difficult for people. Um, for me, um, I was lucky that I had taken up meditation, and that was one of those areas where I could really kind of find my stillness. And in particular, um, when I realized action wasn't going to be the right thing and it was a way for me to pull myself back. And so um, I find taking a breath and letting it out and counting it. So breathe into a count of three and let it out. Breathe it into a count of four and let it out and just allow that stillness to sit in. Um, another one that I typically did was, you know, I, I found myself kind of just almost touching my heart. But then I also realized that, you know, your heart and your breath are the two biggest things that really connect you and center you. And so that was really something very comfortable for me to do and to pull myself back to that point of stillness. Um, my daughter added a beautiful thing that said, you can't always do that in public, but your pulse is a beautiful reminder of your heart. And so it's always okay to cross your, you know, to cross your hands or, you know, to do something like this. And, and it's a way to really kind of just pull yourself back to your heart because that's the, the, the most beautiful place to make a decision from. Um, I've been blessed also with some amazing um, spiritual experiences. Um, I start off the book with a story that um, probably, you know, my husband and my sister and my friend Jackie were the only three that knew about it. And um, I've, I've had the ability to um, kind of hear from um, I have a thing called I call Claire audience. It's just being able to actually hear voices and, and in a very positive way. And my mom's brother was someone who I was very close to and he had passed away um, one time I was driving uh, for work and I found myself getting lost and lost and lost. And I said, I must be getting lost here for a reason. How about if I stop and pause and think about it? And so I stopped and shut the radio off and clear as day, my uncle's voice came across to me and told me that he was coming for my mother soon, but not to worry that he would be there. Wow. And um, that's one of those moments where you almost feel excited because I heard from him in you know, his voice and it's the, the beauty of it. Um, but then the message was really deep. Um, and so I said, thank you for letting me know. And thank you for taking care of, of us. And then I called my best friend, Jackie and said, Hey, you aren't going to believe what I just heard. And I did that to really mark it because, you know, there's a part of me that almost didn't want to believe it, but what it led to by listening and being still at that time was a few weeks later, I was visiting my parents driving through with my kids and I went to 
say goodbye to them and we jumped in the car and I looked at my mom standing up on the porch and I said, you know, I remember what Uncle Joe told me. I'm just going to go up and give her another hug. And the most beautiful part about that was that I did it and I felt great about it. And then about two, not even maybe a week later, I, I got the phone call that she had these burns. And the amazing part about it was, is it went across her shoulders and her back and I was never able to hug my mother again. Wow. And so what an incredible mm -hmm. gift that I was able to hear him. I was conscious. I remembered it in my connections with her on a day-to-day -day basis. So, so how do you um, connect with the spirit and connect with that voice? And how can I do it if I'm watching this? And I think the easiest way to be able to do that is to slow yourself down. Um, you know, our minds race. We keep ourselves very, very busy. But I think the most important thing to do is to set aside time for yourself. And it can be scheduled time. I mean, I prefer to set aside time in the morning to meditate. But I also believe that um, setting aside time without the radio on, without checking your email, without checking your phone, it allows you to check in with yourself. And these, these gifts, these, um, these thoughts, um, these beautiful moments come in that stillness. And so it's most important to make time for that stillness. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I, that, that, the importance of getting that stillness through meditation what else would you suggest walks in nature uh, totally walks in nature you know it, it's the things that everybody talks about but it's the things that we have to make sure that we do and you know, I mean I think a lot of people say oh well I'm by myself when I exercise well you're actually your body isn't still when you exercise and I know a lot of people think that they think well and they get a lot of insights when they run or when they're working out but I think that having the whole entire body still is actually the requirement Walking with nature is great because it grounds you. I think many times when we get um, upset or um, caught up in thought, the thing that we're not doing is making sure that we're grounded. And so by walking out in nature and, and, and by exploring things and taking pictures of them, um, things that you can actually flip through on your phone and create a beautiful moment when you're at a stressful moment, it's a great thing. Um, one of my favorite things is, I mean, I, I feel like I live in Vermont and it's absolutely stunning, but I take pictures as if I'm a tourist. And then there's times when I'm at an airport and things are just like hectic and noisy and I just open my phone up and flip through those pictures. And it just creates a sense of relaxation, a deep breath. And those are things that we can do. I love that you said you take pictures as if you were a tourist. That is such a great idea. Because sometimes we just get so acclimated to where we are, we just take it for granted and don't really see it through a tour size. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just really just allow yourself to get carried away by beauty. Allow yourself to get carried away from something unique. Allow yourself to get lost in that moment. And then that makes the picture all that more amazing when you look at it later as well, too. Yeah, I, I know you're interested in food, uh, ingredients and food and that kind of thing. And I, I just wanted to ask you, um, what do you suggest to people that are grieving food-wise? Eating is a, is a good one, right? I mean, I think I've watched so many people when they're getting stressed that they're not eating and they're not drinking. And so from a, from a physiological standpoint, you know, water is absolutely necessary. Um, I mean, from what your, you know, your adrenals do to you, I think that people completely downplay the amount that you really have to drink for water. And I think, you know, at least 64 ounces or more a day, take your body weight, divide it by two, that's how much it should have. Um, I think it's really important to have um, fresh fruits and vegetables um, 
it's really easy to have fresh fruit. It's a little harder sometimes to access the fresh vegetables, but you really need to do that because that has a, a good richness of B vitamins, and it also has a good source of carbohydrates. And so you need the B vitamins because you're stressed, and then you also need the calories for some energy. Um, at the very minimum, you have to make sure that you're sitting down and having one solid meal without distraction. So, you know, do yourself a favor and shut off the news. Do yourself a favor and put your phone aside. Don't eat while looking at the computer. Don't eat while you're looking at the newspaper. Make it a conscious effort to connect with the food because that's nourishing to yourself. And, you know, I found myself um, in some of the worst situations when I was so tired or hungry, that's how I learned that lesson. It was probably a pretty painful way to learn it. And, um, and that's why I'd love to be able to state that. Well, and someone said once, which I really like this idea, um, cook a meal for yourself as if you're having someone over and set the table for yourself as if you're having someone over and the guest is basically you. Oh and my goodness, that's, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely perfect. Um, I think that another thing that's difficult too, I mean, it's funny, I have a, a dear friend, Sean, and when my dad was in hospice, she was saying, oh, I was worried that you might not be eating enough. And, and I was afraid to ask you to leave, to go out to lunch, because what happened if your father passed away at the moment that I had you out to lunch? And um, so, you know, I, I loved that. And I loved hearing that because I, I never understood what it was like to be in her position. So as a friend and as, as, as coaching to people who are with people that are grieving, one thing that you need to know is that that person um, has, you know, in my eyes, I think they've almost selected the time that they're passing away long before that moment happened. And they may want to be alone. They may want to be with their loved one. You just don't know. So um, I would encourage friends to, to make those offers. Um, and I would also encourage people who are going through, um, you know, the transition processes to also accept them if they can make themselves do that, if they can encourage themselves to do that. Great. Well, uh, how do people get a hold of your book? Well, um, there's a couple of ways. It's available on Amazon. Um, I'd also encourage them to visit my website, which is todieforbook.com. Um, I'm blogging on there. Um, I'm going to do that much more on a regular basis, but there's also some fun pictures. I, I will be continuing to put my pictures of nature. Um, I do uh, Facebook lives um, pretty much almost about once a week when I trip across something that reminds me of someone that I've lost that I still connect with today. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and for all you're doing to help people with this grieving process and to be present, which is so important with this grief and loss. Uh, tell us your comment that your dad made about birth. I love that. <laughs> yeah, birth is a terminal illness. He hasn't seen anyone get out alive. And so this is like one of those things like, what? You know, it's almost sounds sacrilegious to say, but it's, it's um, and, and so what's the message in that? The message in that is, you know, really, you know, cherish life, cherish the gifts, look for those things that, um, that, that make you feel, you know, centered in your heart and provide you meaning and make time for them. And your family members who have gone on before you want that to happen for you. Oh, I believe so. I know so. Yeah. Well, thanks so. for being on the show today. It's been great having you. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate um, all that you folks do. And I, I was, uh, you were certainly a resource for me. So thanks. Oh, thank you. That's nice to hear. We want to thank you for uh, watching this YouTube today. And uh, as Heidi and I always want to remind you, if you've all hope 
please lean on ours until you find your own and visit us at opentohope.com and God bless. <laughs>